0: with Jenna. Hey, I'm Jenna, and I'm so happy that you're joining me here today. Today is such a special day because it is episode number one of my podcast, and I have been dreaming about making a podcast for years now, and I'm so happy that my dreams are finally a reality. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about life after isolation. I will be going over my personal experience of isolation. What I felt like trying to come out of that season, and five things that I did to help me regain my footing as I re entered the world. A little disclaimer what I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts and opinions. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. My hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. Okay, before we get started, there's a little exercise I would like for you guys to do with me. Don't worry, it's nothing weird. So go ahead and close your eyes and picture yourself in a room full of people. It doesn't matter who the people are. They could be strangers or your very best friends. Are you there? In the room? Now answer me this question. Raise your hand if you have ever been in a season of isolation. Guess what? Everyone in your room should have their hand raised. I asked you to do this exercise to let you know that you're not alone. The anxiety that you may be feeling because of isolation, you are not alone. The nervousness that you may have to get back out into the world, you are not alone. Or the thought of where do I even start? You are not alone. I and so many other people are going through exactly what you are going through. And I hope that knowing you are not alone brings you encouragement. I know that having this knowledge helps me when I am struggling. So my isolation story is this. It was coming to the end of 2020 and I had asked my friend if we could go over my blind spots. You know, the things about your personality that you're blind to, but other people can see. Yes, those things. I was on a mission to work on myself and what we discussed was going to be what I would work on in the year of 2021. Now. This can be a very scary exercise, and I recommend that if you do this exercise, that you make sure that you are in the right headspace to hear the critique. Also, make sure that you are not asking your narcissistic coworker or evil stepmother to tell you about your blind spots. Make sure that it is someone who you trust and who you know has your best interest in mind. This can be such a scary, scary, scary thing to do. I remember that I had to really mentally prepare myself because I had no idea what she was gonna say. So when I met up with my friend, she said to me, you overextend your yes. What she was saying was that I needed to learn to say no. And she was completely right. And I have to say that, As soon as she told me that, a thousand examples came into my mind of how I have packed my calendar, how I have said yes to everybody, and how I was so exhausted, and she just knew exactly what it is that I needed to work on. For all of my people pleasers out there, this one is for you, boo. How many of you also need to learn this wonderful lesson of saying no? This is a very hard thing for people with my personality type but it is such a good lesson to learn. I was so excited to start working on this that I didn't wait until 2021 and I started right away. My plan was to practice saying no even when I wanted to say yes. So I decided that starting in November of 2020, if anyone asked me to hang out, I was going to say no instead of yes. And this without even knowing it is what led me into my season of isolation. As I'm writing my script for this episode, it's like, duh, Jenna. Of course you're going to be in isolation if you're not going to be hanging out with people. But that is not how I saw it at the time. I saw it as purely practicing saying no to things that I would normally say yes to. Like, how else was I going to master saying no, right? If, unless I don't pra- Unless I practice. So if you have a better idea. You can email me at a conversation with Jenna at gmail.com because I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Okay. Well, little did I know that this would be a very long and very, very freaking hard season of isolation. It was one year and six months to be exact. And it wasn't even because of COVID. It just so happened to coincide with COVID. I think it's funny how life works out that way. Anyways, What happened during this season was a complete inner transformation and was totally unexpected. I have to say that 2021 was the hardest year of my life thus far, but also the most glorious because of the inner work that took place. If I would have known what was coming, I would have said, nope, I'm out of here. No, thank you. I don't want this. This is way too hard. I mean, the things that I worked on on myself were things I have been struggling with my entire life. And for some reason, that was just the time. It was the time for me not only to learn to say no, but for me to learn to stand up for myself, for me to um, stop being a damsel and to like pull myself up by my bootstraps and become resilient and push through the things that were really, really hard. I learned lessons about boundaries. I learned about this is my yard and this is your yard and everything that's in my yard is my responsibility because I'm also a very responsible person. And for some reason, I think that I need to be responsible for everybody. And that's just not true. And I learned that I don't need to take care of everyone. I learned that I have to put myself first and I really learned about self-love and it was really exhausting and really tiring and I went through so many tears. I would come home every night and cry, but I remember that I knew it was all gonna be worth it in the end. So after spending some time in isolation, I actually learned to love it and I learned to love the transformation process. And now my attitude is that when someone challenges me to become better, I accept that challenge and I know that I will come out victorious. Another thing that I learned is that I loved not having extra responsibilities and even not seeing many people. How many of you loved that part about COVID? Man, it was such a special time. And just like you, I had no knowledge of when I would come out of this season. Everything was up in the air. Finally, I saw the light. May of 2022. After a year and a half of going to work and coming straight home, limiting my time with friends and basically shutting out the world, I decided that it was time for me to come out of isolation and I panicked. I was filled with so much anxiety because I didn't know how to navigate what I was supposed to do next. For the last 18 months, I have been sitting dormant, and now magically, I'm just supposed to start doing things again? Um, hello? I had forgotten how to do that. Anyone else out there in the same boat as me? I know that I can't be the only one. I was filled with so much anxiety and worried, which led to panic attacks. I was having constant panic attacks during the months of May, June, July. And I'm recording this episode at the end of August. And I still was having panic attacks even into the month of August. And I have to say that before this time, I had only had one panic attack. And I thought that it was something else. But looking back, that's for sure what it was. And after I had that panic attack attack, I said to myself that I'm never going to allow that to happen to me again and oh boy was I totally wrong to think that because I can't control them. Some I can get out of quickly while others it takes me a long time to reground myself and get my thinking straight. I also want to mention that I retired from a 14-year career in February of 2022. So From March until May, I was in total isolation because I wasn't leaving my house. I do like to live a balanced life as much as I can. So that means an equal part of going out and an equal part of staying home. That is what I truly try to achieve. But during this time, I was not leaving my house at all. However, because of the panic attacks, it forced me to leave my house because it was one of the ways that I could calm my mind reflecting back I realized that it was a panic attacks that literally propelled me into my life after isolation it is what forced me to come up with a game plan for what was next in my life and for that I'm very grateful it's funny how something that feels so bad can end up working out for your good weird how life works out that way huh I am also so glad that I have had these attacks, these panic attacks, because now I can have empathy for people who also have them. I know that the clinical definition of empathy is the ability to feel another person's feelings, but the Jenna definition of empathy is being able to understand what the person is going through because you have gone through it too. Like, hello. And I just wanna say that for anybody out there who has panic attacks, I want you to know that I have compassion for you and that I do have empathy for you. And I also want you you to know that I fight for you and that I stand up for you. Because so often people think that people who have anxiety and panic attacks, that they're making it up or using it as an excuse. And those people are just ignorant because panic attacks are real and anxiety is real. And if someone that you know has anxiety or has panic attacks, please go and ask them, hey, is there anything that I can do to help understand this better? Or how can I help you when you're having anxiety or when you have a panic attack or I want to be I want to know how this feels like ask them if there's anything that they can do or if they can explain it to you more so you can be there for them so you can support them so you can just walk alongside them you know maybe they just need a shoulder to cry on maybe they just need someone to listen to but I just want to encourage you that these things are real and if you know someone or if you have someone that you love who has anxiety and panic attacks ask them how you can help. Maybe just sitting there with them, just knowing that someone is there for them, knowing that they are seen, knowing that they are heard, knowing that you love them no matter what, because it's real and it sucks. So back back to what I was saying. So the game plan that I created to get myself out of this season was I came up with a list of five things that I was going to do um, to help me get out of my season of isolation. And I want to preface that these five things are not revolutionary in any way. And you will probably think to yourself, Jenna, I could have come up with these tips on my own. And yes, you could have. But I think that when we are in such a state of panic and anxiety, it is very hard to think clearly. And the easiest thing for us to do is to go back to the basics. Because for me, it was like I had to learn how to walk again. And I also want to add in there like a little bit more about my anxiety attacks and my panic attacks. So because I was isolated for so long, I mean, I stopped talking to friends. I uh, shut out family members. I shut out friends like I the job that I retired from. In February 2022 which was the job that I had worked in throughout you know the 18 months that I was in isolation um, I worked with the public so in my job I was working with people every single day so I didn't realize that I had really shut out um, others or that I had really isolated myself and I remember thinking oh my gosh I have no friends How am I going to have like how am I supposed to make friends like we're coming out of a pandemic and I have shut everybody out and I remember I went onto a meetup website and I was like okay well maybe I can like join a meetup and I had done a meetup once before and it just didn't work and so I did it again and I couldn't find any meetups that like I would fit in. Or that I wanted to do, and the panic just set in even more. And those toxic thought patterns just came in, and the thought pattern was, You're gonna be alone forever. And I just heard that over and over and over and over. And I acted out of desperation. And it was like Friday at like 4 p.m. And so everybody that I knew was working. I just was not working because I had retired. And I just went into my phone and I started to call everybody. I was like, I need, I can't be by myself right now. I need to talk to someone. And thank God that I don't have anybody on my phone who like I don't want there. Because I'm definitely someone when the relationship has ended, I delete your phone number. Like, I'm done. I, I, I Once I turn away or once I leave something, like I don't look back. And so there I, I just feel like there's no need to keep phone numbers of people who are no longer in my life. And so uh I just tried to call like anybody that I could think of and luckily my aunt answered because she works for the school district and so it was summer and so she was home and I'm just so thankful that it was her and that it wasn't anybody else even though I don't have anybody like I said in my phone who I would be like Ugh, like you know an act of desperation like if you're feeling really lonely on a Friday night and so maybe you call x or something like thank god that I don't have anybody like that and I called my aunt and She wasn't able to help me. She she did help me to calm down. But because that toxic thought pattern was still happening and I was just in such a dark place, like she was able to calm me down to where I could like go back inside and stop crying. And like I was able to like pick myself up and move forward for that day. But I'm really thankful that she was there. So thank you. If you're ever listening to this, you know who you are. I really appreciate you and I love you very much. So back to my five tips. So, um, or the five things that I did that helped me get out of my season of isolation. So the first thing that I did was I created a list of goals for myself. And once I created those lists, the once I created the list of goals, I set a time frame of when I wanted to accomplish these goals. But I have to say, be gentle with yourself because you're not going to hit every time frame, but at least it does give you purpose to get up in the morning. And I want to share that this podcast was on my list of goals and here I am. I am so proud of myself that I wrote this down on my list and that I actually did it. And because I can do it, I know that you can do it too. Look, I'm just an average person, just an average person with an average life. There is nothing super special about me. I believe that everybody is special. Not one person is more special than the other person. And so look, if I can do it, you can do it too. And I just have to brush my shoulders off because I'm so proud of myself that I actually did it. Um, The next thing that I did is I set a schedule and I was consistent with it. And I set a schedule that I would leave my house at least four days a week and I would rest or stay home two days a week because remember, I wasn't working at this time. And since we are talking about life after, excuse me, since we are talking about life after isolation, that means that you need to leave your house. And this thought was so foreign to me. I was like, wait, I have to leave my house? Like this season of life sure has been weird and I will say that just getting outside has been tremendous for my brain health brain health and I started to see a therapist during this time and I've been seeing her for maybe about a month now and part of my therapy plan is to go on walks and one thing that I have done for myself is when sometimes like when you're walking I don't know if you're like me but I can just be looking down like at a at the ground because I want to like see where I'm going and make sure that I don't run into anything or get hit by a car or trip over a rock or whatever and I started to look up and I encourage you to just look up today To like look at how blue the sky is, to look at how white and fluffy the clouds are. And where I live, I live in a valley, so I'm surrounded by mountains. And I live by one of the most beautiful mountain ranges I have ever seen. And I actually can see it like from the walk in my neighborhood, And at sunset when the sun is setting and it hits that mountain and it just becomes the most gorgeous purple, I just look at it and I just say, I am so thankful that I can go outside right now and I can see this beauty. Just like notice how beautiful our earth is. And when you're walking outside, just be grateful and thankful. And it's just gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. Just take a look if you haven't looked in a while. And I hope it brings a smile to your face. Because it sure does for me. Okay. So the third thing that I did is I volunteered. And for me, this was a great way to slowly work uh, my way back into society and you're helping others, which is always good for your soul. So my recommendation is to find one organization that you're passionate about and sign up to serve once a month. That is what I have been doing and I love it. So the organization that I'm serving with is a homeless outreach and I love the homeless community. They are a community that is very near and dear to my heart. I love people and I love serving others and, um, I help with their meal services and so I do the intake so when the guests come in I check them in and then they go and they sit down and then they are served by other volunteers and if it's their first time at um, this with this organization then I'll check them in but Uh, There was a man there a couple weeks ago, and I think I, I would say he hasn't been homeless for very long. And he just looked at me and he was just like, thank you. He was just like, thank you for providing this service for me. And that's what it's about. And I I'm also going to say, like, I am also getting gratification from this. Like, not only is this for me to help others, but let's be real. Like, it also makes us feel good when we serve others. But when he just looked at me and he was so grateful that this meal service was provided for him, I'm just like, this is why I do that. Like, he is so loved and he is so cared for. And there are people out there who just like want to embrace you and love you and like welcome you. And that's my heart. And it was just such a beautiful thing that he said that. And another thing is the city that I live in um, works with this organization. And there's always a police officer there like standing at the door just in case something happens. And like crazy, wild, fun fact. One time when I was there, one of the guests was choking and the police officer gave him the Heimlich and literally saved his life. Like it was insanely wild. And I it was just so like cool to see because like the police officer helped him and saved his life and I'm really thankful that the man didn't die anyways um the the city that I live in they have a program that will help the homeless to be rehabilitated and the city has contracted about 90 rooms at a particular hotel that if a homeless person comes up to a police officer and says I want to go to the hotel um, the police officer will take them to the hotel and they will be able to be rehabilitated there and they'll have a bed and food and shower and television and when the police officer who volunteers at this organization I was talking to him about it and he was telling me about a guest who he had helped out um, and he had sent brought her to the hotel so she got the services it just like Man, I'm so thankful to live in the city that I live in. And like if my tax dollars are being used for that, I'm just really grateful and thankful. And I hope that it actually helps. And I'm like not naive to it. Like maybe it doesn't actually help, but I would like to think that it does. So, you know, um, yeah, it's just amazing. Get out there and serve. It'll be really good for you. OK, so the fourth thing that I did was... I didn't overthink. Well, I should say this. The fourth thing is don't overthink it. Just do it. If I would have overthought my podcast, I would have talked myself out of it. Don't do that. You can do it. And I believe in you. Like how often do we talk ourselves out of things? And there was a moment in time where I wasn't going to do this podcast. I was like literally trying to talk myself out of it because because it's just like no one is going to listen. Like what if it sounds dumb? What if it's not what other people think? It should be like because I know that anybody out there who has tried to do something new, um, people will give you their opinion. And I had one friend who I was telling her about my podcast and she was like, so are you going to like have guests on the podcast? Is it going to be like you just like talking freely? And I said, well, it'll probably be both of those things or all of those things. But like I have written scripts. And she was like, oh, well, don't you want it to be more free, free flowing? And I was like, no, like not necessarily. Yes, I know other podcasts are more free flowing, but like that doesn't mean that mine has to be like that. So stand up for what you want. Don't be uh, swayed in another direction. And it's your life. Live it how you want to live it. OK, so the fifth thing that I did was I took it one day at a time. Not everything will happen at once and you need Not everything will happen at once, and it doesn't need to happen all at once. I made this mistake in the beginning, and I had to slow down and realize that if I wanted to be successful at this, I needed to take it one step at a time. Life after isolation is not going to be easy. At least for me, it wasn't. I did not always stick to my five tips, and I made mistakes. Be easy on yourself and show yourself more love. My hope, as always, is that my life experiences can help you in your life. Stay tuned because r and are coming up next. Well, my rant for the week has to do with quick trip. How many of you love QT? I also feel like everyone has their fave gas station. It's like a thing, am I right? Well, mine used to be QT until the day that they got rid of my beloved Mountain Dew Code Red from the fountain. Ugh! One day, I went skipping into my local QT to get my favorite snacks, and I was happily walking up to the soda fountain. I noticed that they replaced it with Mountain Dew Goji Citrus Strawberry, and I was devastated. Like, ew! How could they do that to me? I was so sad. And who wants to drink goji citrus strawberry? Like I've never tasted it, but it just can't be that good. <laughs> and I have this thing as a treat for myself. I would go to QT and get a Mountain Dew Code Red and two of their cheese taquitos. Oh my gosh, their cheese taquitos are so good. They're like the best. If you haven't tried them, go to your local QT and try them. Yum. And I'm just so sad because now I can't get that anymore and my life is ruined. We all know that we have our fave foods from our fave places. And when the menu changes, we are not happy. Please bring back my beloved Mountain Dew Code Red from the Fountain QT. I would kindly, kindly appreciate it. So what I have started doing is just getting regular Mountain Dew because I love all of the Dews, like Baja Blast from Taco Bell. Oh my gosh, just give me all of the sugary sugary, sugary drinks. I love sugary drinks. Okay. And my rave for the week is a song called Up from Torrin Wells. If I can, I will put a link to the song below. And it's just a really encouraging and uplifting song. And Torrin Wells is a Christian artist, and I am not Christian. But if you are able to just look past that fact and look it up on youtube and just jam to the song and let the goodness just flow through your soul and into your heart because i know that i have been in a really difficult season and coming out of this isolation has not been easy and dealing with my anxiety and dealing with my panic attacks but music just speaks to my soul and so when i can hear lyrics that are encouraging and uplifting it's something that i try to do every day Well, that is all I have for you on episode one of A Conversation with Jenna. But the conversation doesn't have to stop here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, you can email me at Jenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.